Are you somebody who enjoys looking after your body. If you didn't already know, through the London Physio, my very own brand, I have now released some fitness products that are practical. If you're somebody that travels and someone who loves working out at the gym or you love working out at home and you love using your own products, then these will definitely be for you. We have all sorts from double-sided gym mats to foam rollers to massage balls to resistance bands, the long ones, the short ones, the looped ones, the glutes bands, weighted skipping ropes, we have them all. So if you are someone who really enjoys looking after your body and you enjoy having lightweight products that you can take with you wherever you are, then these will definitely be for you. So if you want to get your hands on any of our products, my Linktree link is linktr.ee forward slash joy agude. That's J-O-Y October Golf Umbrella Delta Echo, where you'll find all the links to each and every product. I hope you enjoy using them. And if you do, don't forget to leave us a review. Back to the episode. The idea of the gut feeling, how it works. So if you think about it, subconscious processing, subconscious meaning that it's not available to your conscious mind in the moment. Your emotions carry a lot of information. And that's something we don't consider enough. One of the reasons why we don't follow our gut is that we actually think that we might make the wrong decision. And that is not true. There is no such thing as the wrong decision. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life for Self podcast. My name is Joy Agude. I'm your host, back with you on another Monday. Now, all our episodes are going to be released at 5 p.m. BST. We've got ourselves into like a little, you know, um, rhythm with the episodes. So expect a new episode at 5 p.m. BST every Monday. Now, for those of you who are new here, welcome. And for those of you who aren't, welcome back. Today's episode is about reasons why you should trust your gut. So five major reasons why you should trust your gut. And I know I've talked about the gut feeling, the subconscious mind and the conscious mind in different episodes, and even things like start before you're ready and stuff like that, and just go with the flow and know that the universe is rooting for you. But the difference is that today's episode actually... I would say these are logical reasons. They're not just mindset reasons. And when I say mindset reasons, I mean like from a life coaching perspective, because you guys know I'm a life coach, right? So I'm not just trying to coach you into listening to your gut. I'm actually trying to give you some tangible reasons why you should and why you actually must, because these are reasons that we cannot ignore. Now, before I get into today's episode, I would love to ask you to please follow if you are listening on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, wherever you're hearing my voice right now, please take a moment to click the follow button and then go ahead and leave a nice five-star review. I will love you for the rest of my life. Um, And just so you know, by the way, of all the podcast platforms on Spotify, you can actually watch videos. And then the other good thing about Spotify, mind you, is that I leave Q and A's. I don't know if you've noticed, I've kind of like subtly done it every week and they only last for like a week, but they're Q and A's and polls where you can interact with me 
on Spotify. So be sure to check out the Q&As and the polls. Now, if you're watching this as a video, then hi. <laughs> Hello. You might be watching on YouTube or Spotify, but if you're watching on YouTube, then please subscribe. If you're watching this as a video, the other thing you might have noticed, by the way, is that I'm wearing the same dress <laughs> as I was wearing in last week's episode. But guess what? I filmed it on the same day. <laughs> I never do that, by the way. I never, ever do that because my conversations are really deep. So I never actually film episodes on the same day, but I decided to do that today because this particular episode stems from a conversation that I had with someone today after I filmed the episode that I was meant to film today. And I was like, hang on a second, this is another episode in itself. But like I said, it's just, it's different because these reasons I'm, I'm about to kind of like give you are logical reasons why you shouldn't listen to your subconscious mind, you know? So logical, non-logical, doesn't matter, but they are good reasons. And honestly, the other reason why I wanted to film this is, so I'm trying not to give away the conversation, but we're having a conversation about, I went to this person for advice and I said, I'm about to do this next thing, said thing. What do you think about it? How should I do this said thing? And this person who is also doing this said thing, and by the way, this said thing is a big deal. Like it's something where it's grand, it's a grand gesture. And this person is doing it. And, you know, I say to this person, can you give me advice? And so of course they come back to me with logical kind of, this is how everybody else does it. And this is how I did it. And, you know, I really appreciated that. But then immediately I want it to be like, no, my gut's telling me to do the other thing, right? Like to do it this other way. And I know it's going to sound a little bit like cuckoo to you because I'm not telling you what it is, but imagine someone giving you advice based on what other people have done, what they're doing right now, what has worked in the past. But then me as an individual, my gut is telling me, okay, well, that's great. But you know, this is the route I want you to take, <laughs> you know? So I was kind of faced with this dilemma where I was like, should I listen to what they're saying? Because they're succeeding at doing this thing that I want to do. They're literally living this thing, you know, they are being this thing, they are actually doing it and they know what they're talking about. And they haven't just made it up in terms of how to achieve this thing. They have also looked at other people who achieved it. They've taken their time to research it and now they're doing it and they're you know, they seem to be doing well. So I'm like, who am I to come up with my own idea of how to do this thing? So <laughs> I had this dilemma where I was like, Joy, is this going to be another thing where you, another uh, opportunity to listen to your inner voice and your gut feeling and just do it the way that your gut's telling you to do it? Or are you going to go with what other people have done, what's worked for other people, blah, blah, blah. And I just had that moment where I thought, do you know what? I'm going to sit and write five reasons why I should listen to my gut and actually just make it logical, make it relatable, because this is how I come to my conclusions. A lot of people know me as someone who just gets up and goes, like she just does things, she doesn't think it through. And by history, there are things that I've done like that, like setting up a business, for example. Like there are things that I didn't plan and I ended up just doing them in the moment. I ended up just being in certain spaces. I saw how other people were doing it and I was like, 
I want to do it differently. And then I just went ahead and did it. You know, when I moved to London, again, it was a gut feeling. When I started up the London physio, gut feeling. When I became a life coach, gut feeling. You know, I didn't sit there and go, how did other people do it? And so I wanted to share in in some ways my thought process, you know, how I respond to things like this, because ultimately, especially when you go to people for advice, you should listen to what they're saying. And before we go into the five reasons, I think I do want to say that the biggest misconception, when people think about following their gut, the biggest misconception can sometimes be that, you know, your gut feeling is like... it's a T zone. You know, when you get to a, a crossroad where you're like, it's not a crossroad, sorry. So there's no way through. You either go left or right, right? But the reality is that it's not a left or right situation. Maybe left being your gut feeling and right being, you know, what other people have done, what's worked, what's kind of, you know, logically right or what's practical or what's not so impossible. But it doesn't have to be that way. I feel like that's the biggest misconception. I feel like you can do both. I think you can listen to your gut and you can still take on board what other people are saying. In fact, that is what you should do. It's almost listening to your gut. In some ways, it's so logical because it's like, if you see what other people are doing or you get advice from what what other people are doing, bearing in mind that everyone's on their own trajectory and everyone's on their own path, you can still sort of think about, I mean, you could still listen to your inner voice by going, well, I can take this bit of what they're doing and apply it to what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it my way. You know, so it's, it's, it, it could be a mixture, essentially it could be a complementary tool. It doesn't have to be that your gut feeling is on the left <laughs> and then everything else is on the right, you know, and I have to say that some of my best decisions have really been made by just following my intuition and following my gut. And you don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's the other thing with anything, even with small decisions, you know, we almost make this into such a big, big, big deal sometimes following our gut as if, as if we're reinventing the wheel. It's like, no, you're not because even you're, you're not (laughs) because even your gut feeling is informed by something or so many little things, but they're just not available to your conscious mind yet. And this brings me to the very first reason why you must follow your gut feeling. So reason number one is the idea of subconscious processing. Now, this for me is the basis, the foundation, the bread and butter, the core of why we're even talking about listening to your gut. And this is almost like the definition or the way that we can describe how the gut feeling works, right? Like the idea of the gut feeling, how it works. So if you think about it, subconscious processing, subconscious meaning that it's not available to your conscious mind in the moment. And processing obviously just meaning that a lot of things are happening. Your brain is analyzing. It's trying to figure it out. It's trying to process whatever it is, whatever situation you're in. It's just trying to process. It's trying to make sense of it. It's trying to essentially come to a conclusion for you. But all of this is happening subconsciously, meaning you in your subconscious mind, you're just not aware of it. And I find this so fascinating. Like I'm not trying to be all sciencey because I'm a physio or whatever. Like 
I'm honestly just as a human being, I find it really fascinating that we have a conscious mind where I consciously wake up and I'm like, I'm going to film an episode today, right? But there might be so many subconscious reasons for actually filming that episode that I don't even know. Like there might be things that really get to you, that make you act the way you act, that make you speak the way you speak, walk the way you you walk, um, that make you actually decide, you know what, today I'm staying in bed. There's so many subconscious reasons why we do the things we do, why we follow our gut. And mind you, one thing I haven't mentioned yet is that whether you believe it or not, you actually follow your gut. Not all your decisions. So one thing I haven't mentioned yet is whether you agree with it or not, you actually follow your gut. Um, There's so many decisions that you make that aren't conscious. And therefore there's a lot of subconscious processing going on underneath that you're just not aware of. This is very important because, and this bit by the way, is mind blowing. If you think about the fact that your mind, your subconscious mind just has so much information from your past, a lot of information from your like hurt, um, from heartbreaks, from trauma, from joys, from successes, like so many things that your memory itself can't remember. Like things that have happened to you as a child, you know, when you were two or three and your memory wasn't like fully there and things that you've just completely blocked out or forgotten about, they're all stored in your subconscious mind. So when you get that gut feeling about someone, you may not know why, but I'm telling you, you do know why. It's just that it's not there in your conscious mind. So it's this idea of subconscious processing is when you really think about it, just so mind blowing. It's the reason why you see someone and you're attracted to them straight away. And I don't even mean like romantic attractions. There are places that I've been in and like, oh my goodness, her energy is so magnetic. You know, there's some people whose smiles just make you beam of light from the inside out you don't know why. Sometimes you can't place your finger on it. And then there are people that just makes your blood crawl. Like you just don't know why. This is all subconscious processing. And I say all this to bring to your conscious mind that it's so important to trust your gut without knowing why. Closure is not important. Oh my goodness, that's such a gem. Closure is not important. And closure obviously is is not like directly related to this, but I always use that term when I'm like, if you've broken up with someone and you want closure or, or something about your family and you want closure, you know, but when it comes in this context, what I'm saying is you don't need to understand the why logically. Just trust that your mind, your gut is just knows, your body knows, all that information stored in your body. It's very much subconsciously processing and it helps you analyze in the moment. And that's why you get that gut feeling. You know, sometimes when like your heart drops, <laughs> when it feels like your heart's just dropped or somebody walks in the room and all the lights taken out of it, or like people just irritate you for a reason, or someone makes you feel so happy and you don't know why. 
It's subconscious processing. And this is so important from a cognitive perspective too. You know, think about things like for for memory, for critical thinking, for analyzing, for perception, things that you don't necessarily logically think about in the moment, like consciously think about in the moment, but subconsciously your brain is processing it. It's saving you time. And the quickest message it can send you is a gut feeling and you just got to trust it. Mm, such a good point. I love it so much. I mean, I love the point that I just made. Just, you know, how I explained it. (laughs) I mean, can we just give it up one time? (laughs) Can you just give me a review? Like, is that okay? Okay, thanks. (laughs) So the second major reason why you must listen to your gut is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is kind of similar to the first point, to be honest, but this is like the how do i put this so your emotions carry a lot of information and that's something we don't consider enough so we we know about emotions because we say oh we're sad we're fearful we're joyful we're whatever we know you know we know how we're feeling so like emotions really are your feelings right um But what we fail to understand is that those feelings actually carry a lot of information. A lot of information is stored in your body. A lot of information is stored in your mind. And a lot of information is embedded deep within your subconscious. And that is why there is a reason why you're fearful. There's a reason why you're happy. There is a reason why certain things just bring you warmth and just take you back to your childhood days and memories. But sometimes you don't even know why logically. You don't know why consciously. Um, and I think the the main thing here really with emotional intelligence is that it's not just emotional intelligence to ourselves. It's like, if you are emotionally intelligent, you're going to recognize patterns in other people as well. So when you get that gut feeling about someone, it's not necessarily just about you and your fears and the reasons why you're happy or whatever the emotion is you're feeling, you are actually going to recognize it in other people. And we are emotionally intelligent beings, even when we can't put that into words. There are certain looks in people's eyes that you see and you just think, ah, you just know. You know when you're manipulating someone and it can it can be used in different ways as well. You know when you've got like the upper hand in an argument and you're annihilating that person. You know that. You know when you're you're being a school bully and you know you are making this person seem like nothing, right? Which is terrible. You must never do that. Or a bully at work, also terrible, never do that. You know, you know when you have the upper hand. You also know when someone needs help. You just do. You know when your friend says hello and it doesn't sound good. When you ask someone, are you good? And they're like, yeah, I'm fine. And you know it's not right. That is the emotionally intelligent side of you. And you know what's so fascinating? And oh my goodness, like I just love talking about 
about this. You know, what's really fascinating about it is, again, it goes back to the whole subconscious processing is what you're feeling in other people at some point you've experienced it. And that's why you can relate. That's why you can recognize it, but you may never remember what it is you went through. For example, like say you were having an argument with somebody and you saw a look in their eyes, you know, there was a moment that just changed it for you. So you were winning this argument and you thought it was a fair argument. Like you really felt like you were both on the same level mentally or whatever, but there was just a certain thing they said that just broke your heart a little bit, you know, or something they said that just made you go, do you know what? it's not important to me to win this argument. Or maybe you saw like a, a, a fear in their eye or like something in their eye that you just, just recognize deep within your soul, but not necessarily your conscious mind. At some point, my love, you have been through that. Whatever you're seeing, whatever you're recognizing in someone else, at some point you have been through that. And therefore when your gut steps in and says, draw back, let them win this argument, let them have their say, this is not important. By listening to your gut, you are tapping into a certain depth of emotional intelligence that your conscious mind cannot explain. Let me give you another example. It's a bit like, and this may not, I I can't relate to this. Well, actually I can, because I have in some ways recruited people to work with me through my business, through my content and stuff like that. But, um, I've never fully employed, like put someone on payroll, but imagine if you were a recruiter or you were somebody who was deciding to work with somebody. And imagine if that person didn't really have the experience, but they had something. They had something that you couldn't quite put into words, whether it's passion or resilience or their story moved you or something. You know what's so amazing about the reason why you might say yes to them as opposed to somebody else? And not necessarily because you've been through that exact thing that they're describing in their interview or whatever the case might be. It might actually be that it reminds you of some else. Like it might remind you of that might be a single mother, for example, you know, who is just really trying to put food on the table for her little ones. And you came from a background like that. But in that moment though, your gut feeling is telling you, yes, she's the right one, but you don't necessarily know why. But it might be that that is your story or that was your mother's story or something about that particular story warms your heart. Like you just don't know. And this is one thing when it comes to working with people, I always go with my gut feeling. I never really go with what looks good on paper or what that, or how, even just how good that person is at the job that they, they're doing for me or, or whatever the case might be. I always, when it comes to working with people, I buy into people. This might even apply if you were an investor, for example, you might be investing in someone's business and the business idea may not be like all that great, but there's something about that person and you don't know what it is, but your gut's telling you, yes, it's your emotional intelligence. You are recognizing something in them. And this also links to the idea of um, your values, the things that you actually value as a human being. So for example, things like compassion might be like right at the top of your list. Loyalty might be right at the top of your list. Resilience might be right at the top of your list. And all of these emotionally intelligent decisions that we make just by following our gut 
all of these things actually align with your values. When you sit back and think about it, they are the things that at your very core, that's who you are. You're a compassionate person. You're loyal. You're empathetic. You're someone who's like, you know, a lot of empathy. You give a lot of empathy. Um, you, you really value people who are trustworthy. All of these different things. When your gut gives you a reason to to pursue something or just go for something um, that is aligned with you being emotionally intelligent, ultimately that very thing will be aligned with who you are at your deepest, at your core. But in the moment, it may not be obvious to your conscious mind. So when you get that gut feeling, honey, follow it. So the third major reason why you must always listen to your gut is time, pure and simple. There are so many situations where you do not have the time to go back and research and figure out who's got it right, who's done what, how did they do it. There are certain decisions you need to make in the moment because time is off the essence, period, pure and simple. And this is something that whether you realize it or not, you actually do, even on a very small level. I mean, there's so many different levels to this, like right at the end of the spectrum, it might be something like a parent having to make the critical decision to either keep the child on life support or take the child off of life support. You don't have time to go and start looking at, you know, it's, it's a, it's an emotional decision. This is a matter of life and death. It's going to affect you for the rest of your life and your child and your family, you know, and sometimes you have to just go with your gut feeling, you know, it, the same with like complicated pregnancies, but bearing in mind, these are things that I've never experienced. I can never sit here and even just assume that this is how people make those decisions or, or how they should make those decisions. Obviously I'm a physio. I've been around sick people a lot in my 15 year span as a physiotherapist. A lot of those have been in hospitals and I've been around these situations before, but this is right on the extreme. When it comes to everyday time-making decisions. If you think about things like you get your food from somewhere, sometimes you order in rather than you go out, right? Um, to eat. Sometimes you follow life coaches like myself, content creators like myself, because quite frankly, it will take you a lot of time to go and figure out all this information yourself. So just by listening to an hour of one of my podcast episodes or anybody else you follow, Jay Shetty, Tony Robbins, like all these amazing humans, you literally could save yourself time on a daily basis. However, in the moment, in that moment, there are certain times you're like, what do I do? I need to make a decision now. I need to decide now. And you just have to follow your gut. It's that simple because one of the things I realized after my dad passed away, and this is digressing, but not really, um, is that the one thing that we actually assume we have in abundance is time. But the reality is we don't. We don't have all the time in the world. And there are certain decisions, and I even think this now, with the smallest of things, like with my food, whether I'm getting ice cream or not, whether I'm ordering food in or not, whether I'm making a podcast or not. I just think, you know what? Just freaking do it. Do it. What's it going to cost you? Like just do it. I would much rather pay someone 
extra to save me time, then have to figure out how to actually go through the process myself. Instead of baking a cake, I'd much rather buy one. Instead of, you know, researching, do I go with this? But I just go with my gut. I go with my gut. Same with when I go on dates. I'm like, do I see you? I just go with my gut. I honestly feel now that time is super duper important. Um, I haven't myself been in a situation where I've been so pressed against the wall that I couldn't then go away and research things. But I'm telling you that there are certain things, maybe deadlines at work or whatever the case might be for you. And only you would know those moments where it actually works in your favor to just follow your gut, to literally be like, I'm not wasting time on this. I'm going to follow my gut. Time is so important. It's the only thing that when we come into this world is 100% not guaranteed. In fact, it's guaranteed that we will lose it at some point. We just don't even know when, right? So when it comes to following your gut and, you know, allowing your subconscious mind to process your feelings and make the decisions for you, think about it as you are just saving time. Go with your gut feeling. It makes more sense. You are saving time. And in the next point, I'm going to explain why it's so important to do that. Are you somebody who enjoys looking after your body? If you didn't already know, through the London Physio, my very own brand, I have now released some fitness products that are practical. If you're somebody that travels and someone who loves working out at the gym or you love working out at home and you love using your own products, then these will definitely be for you. We have all sorts from double-sided gym mats to foam rollers to massage balls to resistance bands the long ones the short ones the looped ones the glutes bands weighted skipping ropes we have them all so if you are someone who really enjoys looking after your body and you enjoy having lightweight products that you can take with you wherever you are then these will definitely be for you. So if you want to get your hands on any of our products, my Linktree link is linktr.ee forward slash Joy Agude. That's J-O-Y October Golf Umbrella Delta Echo, where you'll find all the links to each and every product. I hope you enjoy using them. And if you do, don't forget to leave us a review. Back to the episode. The fourth reason why you must always follow your gut is that failure is a useless word. One of the reasons why we don't follow our gut is that we actually think that we might make the wrong decision. And that is not true. There is no such thing as the wrong decision. We tend to, as human beings, we tend to follow evidence. We tend to kind of go, well, if someone else has done it, then I'm likely to do it. You know, whereas if someone else hasn't done it, then it's an obvious failure or whatever the case might be in that moment. It might even just be something where you're, you know, it could be anything, emotional intelligence, it, it could be anything, but you actually feel that you might make the wrong decision. Now, I just want to get this out here, and this is how I think about failure. It's a perspective thing. You cannot make the wrong decision ever. There is no such word as failure. If you've tried something, if you followed your instinct, if you followed your gut, if you've done something and it doesn't come out exactly as 
you were hoping. The issue isn't that you fail. The issue is that your perception of success actually is off. Okay. The issue is your perception of success. The issue is how you've defined success and the lack thereof, i.e. failure. So let's use these things as an example. Let's use the idea of like electricity. So at one point in time, the whole world must've been in darkness because there was no electricity, right? They had fires and our ancestors had, well, maybe lamps, I don't know, but maybe fires, you know, back, back then, back way back when, I don't know the dates, (laughs) ask Google for the dates, right? But somebody came up with the idea. Somebody had a gut feeling. Someone somewhere sat and thought to themselves, how about electricity? I don't know if they thought about the name electricity, but how about electricity, right? Same with the internet, same with GPS, same with Deliveroo, like people are coming up with these ideas, Netflix, um, now AIs, these things didn't exist at some point. And we're seeing that in our lifetime where people are reinventing the wheel. They're coming up with something completely different that actually just changes the entire, the entire thing. Like just, you know, Airbnb has changed the idea of renting completely. Um, Deliveroo has changed the idea of like food deliveries. Like there were no food deliveries really and everything else. And it's just, it's mind blowing when you think about the fact that somebody came up with this idea somewhere. And before it became an idea, it was a gut feeling. I haven't sat down and asked them personally, but I know that anyone who's really been successful at anything, when you think about airplanes, when you think about cars, when you think about these things have literally become so normal to us on a daily basis now. But in reality, when I think about all these things, I always feel that at some point, somebody somewhere had a gut feeling. They had this idea. And if they went by logic and if they went by statistics and just, you know, what other people have done, then all of these amazing things, that now pretty much are such a an integral part of our lives and our, our generation and, and just our lifestyle, um, none of these things would have ever, ever happened, which is mind-blowing. So you, by the way, could be that person. You know, you could be that person who gets a gut feeling to start a new business. You could be that person who gets a gut feeling to invent something new or whatever the case might be. But the other thing is you might not get it right. You might not get it perfect. You might not necessarily have it the way that you were hoping. The outcome might not necessarily be what you wanted. But like I said, it's not that you failed. It's not the idea that you have not succeeded. It's just that your perception of what the outcome should be needs to shift. It needs to change because failure doesn't exist. If you've actually started something and and even just using the idea of like the internet as an example, right? 
when you think about it, the internet as we know it today was not always that. I mean, it's taken decades. It took decades actually from the very first time even the concept of the internet was introduced to the internet as we know it now as in the world wide web. And over time, so many people have had that input. And the good thing about Pioneer is when you really think about people who have followed their gut, people who have just come up with this idea and sound crazy to everybody else and sound stupid and mad to think that we could have electricity in all the houses in the world and whatever the case might be. If you think about um, those people, they didn't get it right the first time and they, they didn't always get it right in their generation either somebody else would end up building from what you've created. And that doesn't need to be something grand like electricity and planes and AI and, you know, cars and Netflix. It could be something that you do in your home. It could be just small decisions that you make. It could be that you decide to move countries, for example. It could be, you know, it could it could be anything. It could be that you decide to get a job in a place that most people in your family are not getting jobs because they really don't feel like they can succeed because looking at the family history, nobody has done it. It could be that you decide to get a little further your education a little bit. Like they don't have to be these grand things. If you have this gut feeling, and honestly, I just want to talk to that one person in that family unit who feels that they can do a little bit better. It's not because your family are not doing great. It's not because you're better than them. It's not because they aren't good enough. It's actually because that foundation has been laid out for you. The foundation, by the way, which doesn't necessarily need to mean that someone has done something that you're about to do, but the foundation could be that people haven't done it that in itself could be the foundation, right? So now you have evidence that people haven't done it, but guess what? You could build from that. And oh my goodness, like this point is so personal to me as well, because in my lifetime, I've tried so many things and I've realized that I'm good at so many things. Like I've built skills in in so many different like ways and professions and, and you know, some people might look back at that and be like, oh, you're terrible. Like you, you did photography and videography at one point and why are you not like the biggest photographer and videographer in the world? No, I'm not. But guess what? I can film my own podcast. I can edit my own podcast. I can literally light up my own podcast. I can help other people build those skills. I can literally do those things without having to pursue it as a profession, right? And same thing with physiotherapy and with with TV presenting and radio presenting, there is always something to learn from whatever it is that you've tried because you followed your gut and your intuition, but in quote, you haven't succeeded. Again, it's the perception of success that's the problem, not the fact that you haven't succeeded. Because quite frankly, failure doesn't exist. Failure does not exist. And in the next point, I'm gonna, I I honestly feel like the next point is actually, I don't know why I'm saying it now. I should have said that, (laughs) said this at the beginning is the daddy of all points. Um, It's the one thing that I live by. And this is the number one reason why you must follow your gut. Point number five, 
The fifth major reason, and in my opinion, the most important major reason why you must always follow your gut. Bearing in mind that I've already said that failure is a perception and your perception of success and failure might need to shift. But number five is imagine if you actually succeeded in the way that you set out to. Now, without even explaining this point, I'm just going to drop some names. Barack Obama. Mm. Martin Luther King. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Do I need to go any further? Mm. Um, Obviously, these are names that matter to all of humanity, but specifically to, to me even. I wouldn't even say Black people. Specifically to me, because... I look at these guys and I'm just like, wow, the amount of power that they had to carry, the amount of vibration that they had to hold, knowing fully well that the world is going to laugh at them and knowing knowing that it's stupid. Logically, there was no basis for someone like Barack Obama, a black man, trying to run for president. You know, there was just no basis. Like, why would you do it? Like, no one had ever, ever done that. You know, America, and I don't, I don't want to talk about America because I don't really get into politics. And I'm actually not into politics, mind you. So this is not a political point in any way, shape, or form, although these examples seem like they are. But they're so groundbreaking to me as a black woman living in the world that I live in now. Because even just on a daily basis, when people tell me things like no one's ever done that, like black women don't do that. or And I've heard that so many times in my own little pocket, not even in the world to me, like that's there, but in my own little pocket when I remember once I was trying to, um, I was, I was quite young. I was this was just before college, I believe. And I, no, this was after college, before university. I had been working in like, you know, little shops. Um, I worked for Next, like retail shops, like retail outlets. If you're in the UK, Next, you know Next, right? Um, In America, I don't know what would be like the equivalent of Next, but it's just a clothing store, like nothing major at all. But at this time, nobody in my family or like not just in my family, in the town that I lived in, first of all, it was like predominantly white. So like there there weren't that many black people anyway, but all the black people who were here are working in factories, you know, like that was really what it was. That was the reality. And even within my family, my, my thing, the, the, the constant message I was getting was, why would you want to work anywhere else but a factory? You know, like, and I worked in factories, don't get me wrong. I actually did, you know, I did it. And I realized that not because I was better or not for any other reason, but I just wanted more. I just dreamt of more. My gut feeling just told me that I was made for more. And I remember leaving, I got the the job at the retail store at Next and it was amazing. I loved it. It was a dream come true. It was like, I could actually speak to human beings. I don't have to be in a factory overnight. Like it was mind blowing. And then I, from that, I was like, Do you know what? 
I want to work in a bank and all hell broke loose in my, my household. It was kind of like, how dare you dream so big black people are not seen on the outside, sis. And this was, this was university for me was 2006. So this would have been 2004 going on to 2005. And I was adamant. I was like, no, I'm doing it. I just had this gut feeling that I wanted to work at a bank. I wanted to be a a bank cashier and I wanted to be people facing, but I wanted to wear like smart shirts and skirts to wear. And it was a huge no-no. And I tell you this because it's not a big story in the big picture of things. There are people who, whose parents own banks, like this is not a big story at all. But for me in my little world, it was, but the, the kind of moral to my story is that same gut feeling has led me to move to London. That same gut feeling has led me to open up the London physio. That same gut feeling had led me uh, led me to pursue TV presenting and radio presenting and led me to learn how to film and use cameras and and make content has led me to do so many different things. That very same gut feeling has never left me. So I tell you this to say that your gut feeling might be different and whatever it is that you're planning on achieving, have you ever considered the fact that it might actually work, that your gut feeling is never really leading you astray? And when I look back now, the the real moral of the story to me is that my path was laid out and that all the things that I needed, all the small decisions that I needed the gut feeling to lead me to take, these small decisions were never really the end result, right? So I didn't become this huge bank manager. That wasn't the end result for me, but I did the bank job and I followed my gut feeling and I learned to drive and I was the first person in my vicinity, the first black person to actually even have a job like that. And isn't that crazy? Um, because it wasn't really like in the, in the eighties or seventies or sixties or fifties, I'm talking about 2004, 2005. So But there are still places in the world where, and you might be listening to this wherever you are in the world, you know, you might be listening to this going, there is that one thing that I want to do that nobody around me is doing. It doesn't have to be that you're black. It could just be that you could be any color. You you could be any race. You could be any, anything. Um, You might just be around people who aren't doing the one thing that you know your gut is telling you to do. But logically, when you think about it, There's nobody around you that's done it, but you could be that Barack Obama. You could be that person who does it anyway and actually succeeds at it. But remember, even if it doesn't happen exactly how you want it to, maybe that is not the end goal. That is not what the universe has in store for you. There's a whole path laid ahead for you And I almost, this kind of goes back to um, the episode that I did with Dr. Jason Wersland, where he was talking about collecting coins. If you haven't listened to that episode, you actually should. He talks about collecting coins and he thinks about life as a game where like you're going through, you know, the game and then you're picking coins and stars and, but you don't necessarily need them yet. And that was such a powerful point. It was kind of like, you're collecting all these, um, 
in some ways, in this context, actually, it might even just be that you're learning how to listen to your gut feeling and you are building confidence little by little by little to do the next big thing and the next big thing and the next big thing. Because really, if you think about it, the big decisions you've made, you didn't just make them overnight. You kind of built yourself up over time. And if you had stopped at the third time and thought, damn it, this is not working, then wouldn't it be sad that you would have never got into the place that you are right now? Wouldn't that be really, 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 really sad? You know, so don't give up. That thing that your gut is telling you to do, you might well succeed at it. And now imagine if you did, what that will change for everyone. Now, another example that comes to mind is the four minute mile. I actually don't know his full name, but I think his first name's Roger. Prior to him winning, uh, breaking the record for the four minute mile, nobody could ever do it. It was almost, it was impossible. Not even just almost, it was impossible. Nobody could do it. People had tried and it was just madness. And he had this dream. He was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And I should Google because I love the story, but I've never actually Googled to see what he looks like or even how old he is or anything like that. But after he broke the world record, everybody started breaking it. Guess what? Because everybody realized it's possible. Once people know that something is possible, they are now now able to build on that thing. So whatever your gut is telling you, whatever your gift is, whatever it is that your emotional intelligence is speaking to, whatever it is that your subconscious processing is speaking to, whatever that might be, I need you to understand that you might just be the person who breaks ground in that area. And then for, for generations to come, somebody else is able to build that thing through. I mean, just imagine like airplanes and things like that. Like nowadays you and I can just go on booking.com, skyscanner.com and just book a holiday. Like back in the day, people were even just trying to figure out how to get from one country to another or how to get from one city to another, how to get from one town to another. And do you honestly think the guy who came up with the idea of airplanes actually saw the, the whole process? No. Like it's just, it's amazing how you can be the foundation of something so groundbreaking, something so life-changing that you may not even see the effect. Somebody else is able to build on it in a different generation. And that's why I feel that failure is just a perspective thing. And, you know, you could, you may not necessarily get to the outcome you want, but my God, imagine if you did. Isn't it great that Barack Obama gets to live through the fact that he was the first black president and he got reelected and he's still living that black boy joy right now. Isn't that awesome? You know, it's not a myth. He's not like, you know, somebody applied to be president in like, I don't know, somebody ran for presidency in 1915 as a black man. And now in 2008, Barack, no, nobody did it before him. He gets to enjoy that black boy joy. Like he gets to be that living legend. And there's so many people and and that could be you for whatever industry or whatever profession or whatever it is, even just for following your gut. That could be the reason why you find your guy. That could be the reason why, I don't know, you you move to a different country, you get married and have kids and it could be anything, but follow that gut feeling because you may well 
succeed. Wow, we have talked about a lot. One of the things that uh, one of the feedbacks that I got from a previous episode and from one of you guys is summarizing the points at the end of every episode. Thank you, Sandeep, for this one. <laughs> Sandeep, listen to Are You Lost, Baby Girl? If you haven't listened to Are You Lost, Baby Girl, you totally should. I dedicated that episode to a beautiful little girl called Anya. And actually, Sandeep is her dad. And both Anya, both of Anya's parents, Sandeep and Roshika, they both listened and they loved it. So I, I was really excited about that episode. And I definitely want you to listen to it because it's it's nothing to do with kids at all, actually. It's actually to do with, why am I talking about this? Okay, let me just tell you anyway. <laughs> it's actually to do with confidence, you know, building your confidence if you're lost in certain situations and specifically relationships. Um, but the reason why I've mentioned that is because I'm about to summarize all the points that I've made. And I actually think that the point was really important that he made because honestly, for me, I have like points that I've written down and I just, I go off the points. I kind of put my heart and soul into these points. Um, and so at the end is that it's actually a really good idea to summarize it. So here's a little summary for you. So in summary, the five major reasons that I have mentioned as to why you must always follow your gut. We've talked about number one, subconscious processing. Um, subconscious processing, meaning that you don't always have all the information readily available to your conscious mind in the moment. And your subconscious mind holds a lot more information and it's giving you uh, a real-time reason to, to take that step and make that decision. So sub conscious processing. It's all in your subconscious mind. Um, number two, emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence, meaning that our emotions themselves actually carry meaning. They carry so much information that we, again, don't have readily available to the conscious mind. Our emotions are fear and happiness and joy. And, and a lot of the time, our emotional intelligence is interlinked and intertwined with our own values. So sometimes when we, we make that gut feeling based on emotional intelligence, it's to do with something we recognize deep, deep, deep down within us, but we don't know why. So the why is not as important. That's the whole idea of gut feeling, just going with your gut because it doesn't make sense to your logical mind, but actually logically it does make sense, but in the moment it doesn't to you. Um, and then number three, we talked about time because it's not always, we don't always have the time to think about the whys. We don't always have the time to analyze to go and work out like from stats or whatever the case might be. Sometimes you need to make a decision on the spot and it's always best to go with your gut feeling. Number four, we talked about failure being a useless word. Failure is dumb. The idea of failure is is null. Like it doesn't even, it doesn't exist. Failure doesn't exist. It's just our perception of failure that we need to change. Once you've tried something and you haven't succeeded at it, it's actually just your definition of success that's wrong. It's not the fact that you haven't succeeded. It's how you're describing it, how you're, how you're kind of 
grading whether you've succeeded or failed, right? Um, and then that fed into number five, which was basically imagine what happened if you did succeed. Because quite frankly, if you actually try, if you go with your gut feeling, there is a chance that you might succeed in quote succeed in the way that you intended to. And we use different examples like Barack Obama and Roger, the four minute mile guy and, um, and Martin Luther King and, you know, just everyday examples. So that's, those are the five reasons summarized. And this is my conclusion with it all. My conclusion with it all is that listening to your gut is a skill. At the very least, know that by listening to your gut, you are building this skill. You are actually learning to hear your own voice. You're quieting the noise. And I've used this term so many times on different episodes, but you are quieting the noise because your gut carries a lot of information that you don't remember. Things from your childhood that you don't remember. The sudden looks in people's eyes that you recognize and it just resonates with you somehow for good reasons and for negative reasons, but you don't remember why. You don't know how, or you don't know how deep it goes, how deeply rooted it is in you. But by listening to your gut, you are quieting that noise and you're just going with it because you know, consciously, you know that your subconscious mind knows more than your conscious mind. And it's a skill. And the the last point I actually want to make in conclusion is that again, just going back to the example that I used at the beginning um, of the conversation I had with somebody who was leading me down, you know, this is what everybody else has done and this is what I've done and this is what statistics show um, when I asked for a piece of advice. Remember what I said at the beginning, it's not a T-zone. It's not your gut feeling on the left and, you know, everything else on the right. Like, there is a sweet middle where your intuition could also meet rationality. You can take into account everything that's happened with other people. If you have the time to make that decision, you can take into account what other people are doing. You can take into account the advice you're getting from other people and you can still follow your gut. Those two things can exist side by side. Um, And I know I said that was the final point, but this is a final very vital, very important point. Bear in mind that your gut feeling is not always positive, that your gut feeling is also informed by the negatives as well as the positives. I think sometimes when we talk about gut feeling, most of the time we're like, my gut says I should do it. There are times when your gut, your gut says don't do it. There are times when the evidence actually presents as positive. Everyone can do this. Everyone's been doing this. You can do this too. And your gut says, nope, that's not for you. So don't always just kind of follow your intuition and your gut when it's leading you down a path that other people haven't been on. Your gut could also be leading you away from the obvious path, the path of least resistance, right? You're the one that you know that if you went down that road, you would actually be very successful at whatever it is you're doing, but your gut's telling you, nope, we don't want to do that. So that's my two pennies worth. I intended for this episode to be 20 minutes, honestly. It's like, oh my God, it's 10 minutes to 1 a.m. right now. (laughs) Sunday night. I've got to be up at like in four hours' time. And I was like, I'm going to shoot this episode. It'll be so quick. It hasn't been quick, but I feel like 
every single point has come from my heart and I just hope that you start listening to your voice one decision at a time and if you do then please leave me some reviews because you guys like if you're listening to the to these episodes I would love to read your reviews I would really love to read your opinions I'd really love to understand how these points might be useful to you and likewise if you have any you know, any extras, please share with me. I would absolutely love that. And if you're, if you're needing a a life coach as well, get in touch. If you're someone who's struggling to follow your gut, um, then please get in touch. I would be very, very happy to help you. All of my sessions are virtual. So it doesn't matter where in the world you are, would be able to have virtual sessions. It's all good. And remember to like, all of my, wherever you are, like everything, (laughs) wherever you're listening, um, to the audio versions, please like, um, follow and leave reviews. And if you're watching on YouTube, then please subscribe. My brain is fried, you guys. I am going to bed and yeah, thank you so much for listening to this and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.